All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Welcome to Invest Wisely with Walt Secure of the AKW Group here in Akron and also in Washington, Pennsylvania. He is their managing partner, and he's about a group that invests their clients' money in individually owned stocks and custom-made portfolios just for them and in their goals and, and, and desires. Do you have any questions about how the AKW Group invests their clients' money or questions about stocks in particular? Give us a call anytime this half hour. Talk to Walt Sakara, 330-673-1234. That's out of Akron, toll-free, 800-669-4100, including, of course, on WNR.com. Well, Walt, in the U.S., it was a holiday-shortened uh, trading week last week, and uh, by the end of the week, all the indices came up really short. On, on Friday, worst day of the year, down over more than two and a half percent, all apparently torpedoed by the news of a, of a yet another COVID variant that's uh, threatening the world. What is what is going on in the market, and should investors uh, be panicking uh, when they come back on on Monday? Well, Bob, it, it was not the kind of markdowns that everybody was looking for on Friday. I think everybody uh, looking for those bargains out there and in, in the consumer world. Uh, we we created maybe a few bargains in the investment world. Uh, we just saw you know a pretty big sell off, and as you said, it was a short week. A lot happened in the week, and uh, you know if we look at it, I mean there was some news that came out uh, about a new variant, and you know obviously that uh, shows us the impacts of of these types of news items and how quick the market can change direction. So for the week, we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average fall 702 points, off about 2%, back down at 14% year-to-date. Still very strong returns for any given year, Bob. Uh, the S&P 500 index was off 100 points, 103 points, off 2.2%, and again, sits at 22.3% year-to-date. Uh, the NASDAQ was off 565 points for the week, off 3.5%. And sits at 20.2% year to date. Uh, the Russell 2000 off 97 points. That's the small mid cap stocks uh, off about 4% for the week, 4.1%. So it sits at 13.7% for the week. So, uh, you know, a lot of volatility out there and, you know, a lot of concern. Uh, but again, you're right. We're, we're telling everybody to take a deep breath. Um, you know, this is, uh, we, we understand a lot more. Um, you know, we have healthcare companies like Moderna. Uh, Stephen Banzel, the CEO, was on CNBC talking about how, you know, he feels they can, you know, change the vaccine within 60 days if needed uh, to deal with variants. Um, a lot of confidence uh, in the uh, pharmaceutical biotech, you know, the healthcare community at this point. And, 
you know, a lot more people are vaccinated. And again, just just a, a little deep breath before everybody starts panicking. Um, you know, panic never gets you anywhere, Bob. Of course, there wasn't good news there about the never-ending pandemic. In fact, we're approaching the second year of the pandemic. We go back to when the first cases were were identified. It's uh, this month in December of uh, 2019. So it just seems to be never, never coming to an end, going on and on and on. And uh, many, I think they call this a a black swan event, this kind of bad news that that really impacts the markets, not just here, but throughout the world. So it is something to be concerned about. Um, And again, uh, as an investor, what would you be doing? Should you kind of just kind of wait and see? What's going to happen, or, or hopefully that uh, we'll get over this particular moment of panic and then uh, return to a, a more optimistic outlook. Yeah, but well, again, we wouldn't let the event drive the action. I think the strategy and tactics have to be firmly in place at this point, as we've been talking about for weeks. You know, the markets have been at extreme highs. We've had great run-ups. Uh, we've been telling everybody to, you know, think about their risk levels, to lower their stock allocation if, if that's something they feel necessary. You know, that you know, if you're should be a 60/40 investor and you've gotten up to 70% because of the, the growth in the market, now's the time to consider those types of changes in your in your asset allocation. So, reacting to events is never a winning strategy. I, I think you have to have a strategy that sits above the events. You you, you have to really think for your yourself, um, you know, firmly. And again, fear and panic, uh, greed, those are never things that are going to, you know, create a lot of investment success. We have to keep in mind, too, once more, this is the, the end of the trading year. Uh, so many more days left in 2021. And normally at this time, people are indeed uh, going over their portfolios, whether it's a, a big mutual fund company or just the individual stockholders. But they are making those adjustments anyway. And that's going to have an impact on the market as it does every year at this time. So you kind of got two events coinciding here, along the bad news about COVID, the general uh, realignment of portfolios at this time of the year that will cause a lot of a lot of selling and moving things around. But they also have that other headwind that we're worrying about. That's inflation. Inflation seems to be here now, uh, not just because of the recovery from the shutdowns of the COVID, but it just seems to be now, what's more endemic in the uh, in the economy? More more demand than supply equals inflation. You're absolutely right, and and yeah, I think you know we talked about it all year, Bob. I mean, I think we started uh, back when Jerome Powell first uttered the words "transitory" and said, "We're not sure it's really transitory," and it surely doesn't look it at this stage. Um, I think there's a couple reasons for it. You know, rising wages are, are one. Uh, the labor market's very tight out there. Um, a lot of people left the workforce and don't seem to be coming back at the current time, and it's hard to find workers, and you got to pay a premium, and that doesn't seem to be, you know, any anything that's going to ease up anytime soon. Um, you know, the housing squeeze uh, is something that, you know, we, we don't really talk about a lot, but, you know, housing really isn't reported in, in the Consumer Price Index. A lot of people made decisions to buy homes for, 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 you know, good reasons, probably because, you know, they felt like that was the place to be. And, you know, why not spend a little bit more on the home or upgrade the home? But, you know, people have added, added a lot of expenses that now they have to service. And uh, when inflation hits and budgets get tighter, tighter, you know, we, we've heard the word years and years ago, Bob, you know, being house poor, that, you know, people buy maybe above their means. Um, a lot of times the house is a 
you know, emotional decision, and, and there might be some ramifications to this as, you know, people uh, feel the impacts of inflation and, and how the housing squeeze, uh, those expenses that they've taken on start to impact budgets and other decisions they can do with, with their money. Again, there's only so much discretionary money to go around in a household. And, and thirdly is just the psychological impact of inflation, Bob. It's really set in. Uh, you know, it's one of the most Googled terms out there. Everybody's talking about it. I mean, when it's a, a conversation at the Thanksgiving table, you know, you know, it's 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 in the mindsets of all uh, consumers and investors out there. Everybody feels it at the gas pump and in the grocery store buying their turkey. Uh, so it's definitely something that's in everybody's mind. Some uh, got better news last week. Uh, President Joe Biden renominated old Jerry Powell, Jerome Powell, as the Fed chairman once again, and Lael Brainerd as his vice chairperson. Now, this was received, I think, pretty good by the markets uh, since monetary policy has been a really uh, effective in this uh, dealing with this, this COVID and things that came from it. So, do you think that was a good move, and that the markets should be happy? I think the markets are happy, Bob. I mean, Jerome Powell and Lil Brainerd have done a very good job. Both of them have been in place uh, in the FOMC, you know, leading the country through this economic, uh, you know, the, the the pandemic and the economic troubles that we've had over the past two years, uh, and, and they've done a really good job. Um, so, you know, I, I think that stability is, is the right decision at this point. But keep in mind, you know, President Biden has three other FOMC members that he gets to appoint in the next month. And, uh, you know, the votes definitely count. So, you know, even though Jerome Powell may be the figurehead, he may not have a lot of power when the votes are cast. So, you know, keep in mind that might be a little bit of window dressing uh, while there's some under, under, you know, changes going on that not everybody's focusing on. Talking to Walt Secure, the AKW Group here in Akron, investing their clients' money in individually owned stock portfolios and taking your questions and calls, 330-673-1234. Time to look at trends and insights. Always urging our listeners to think for themselves when they look at at their stock choices and their investing uh, decisions, but it also helps to hear like uh, some of the data that's going on, some of the things that Walt looks at every week to uh, give it a general impression of what's uh, really uh, all to, all together in the world of uh, of not only the, just the stock market but the world as a as an entity. Uh, last week again, the Pew Research Center released survey results on Americans wanting less kids. Now, this could be a fairly significant change, and if that attitude continues, what would it mean from an investment perspective when we're going to have fewer replacements for the folks that are shuffling off? <laughs> it it has serious implications, Bob. In any society, we need young young people to come up through and uh, do the jobs early on that nobody wants to do and, and, and integrate into the economy. and. Uh, 44% of non-parents out there, 18 to 49, say they don't plan to have children in the future. That's an increase in seven percentage points uh, from 37% uh, when they did the survey back in 2018. And then 74% adults uh, younger than 50 who have hardy parents say they're not going to have any more kids. So, uh, you know, interesting. You know, we saw a little bit of spike in the birth rate when everybody was kind of locked up. But uh, now, you know, it seems like as, as people plan and think about this world that has changed so much, 
Uh, I know, I know. Even talking to my kids, and and you know, I have a lot of kids in that uh, that age group where, you know, they're talking about having kids. Uh, the decision is really talked about a lot more frequently than it was in the past. So, I think it impacts a lot of investing. Um, you know, there's a lot of companies out there that have uh, you know built uh, you know opportunities and value propositions off of you know a growing uh, population and and you know having kids uh, in the population. So that uh, and as you said, the workforce. Definitely, uh, there's impacts just in the economy as well. Another um, source of data last week about uh, the so-called Black Friday, uh, MasterCard Spending Plus says that in-store sales, people actually going into a a brick-and-mortar facility, were up 46% from uh, last year. And even online sales were up 10% from a year ago. I would think that would be a good sign. It is a good sign, Bob. I mean, people are getting out, but keep in mind, those were very depressed numbers last year. Uh, when you're doing the in-store account. So those year-over-year comparisons, sometimes we hear that 46% increase. But, you know, when you're when you're increasing off a very small base, it's not a very impressive number. Um, but I think the online, you know, 10% is impressive to me. That continues to, you know, uh, strengthen our really belief and, you know, stories like Amazon and Etsy, uh, you know, that there's going to be a lot of continued um, online purchases, and it's really going to continue to be the preference, I think, for a lot of consumers going forward. Talking to Walt Sakara, the AKW Group, and again, we can talk now about stocks individually for you. Stock talk. If you have any particular stock that you've been looking at or or saw get really beat up uh, this past week and you'd like to find out if you should hold on to it or or maybe sell it now, uh, give Walt a call. He can give you an idea of what he would think if he had that stock. 330-673-1234 and on WNR.com. Encouraging our listeners in Pennsylvania to call uh, 800-669-4100 and ask Walt about those particular stocks. A very broad question, though, to start off. As we mentioned, this new strain of COVID-19 really, really hit the markets heavy on Friday. What did that do to specific stocks across the various industries and sectors that you watch? Yeah, Bob, I think what it did is it it kind of went back to that uh, lockdown trade. You know, a lot of the stocks that... Uh, you know, were really popular during the lockdown, um, saw a big spike on Friday. Um, you know, companies like Moderna and Pfizer and Biotech and uh, BioNTech, uh, Zoom Video, uh, Netflix, Peloton, Teladoc, uh, DocuSign, uh, all of those showed, you know, in- incredible uh, upside on, on Friday. And then we saw a sell-off and, and the names you would expect, you know, names like Carnival Cruise Line and Royal Caribbean, a lot of the airline stocks, uh, some of the restaurant stocks. Uh, you know, I think it just shows, again, that uh, people were trying to rotate, um, you know, towards uh, the reopening and, and the reopening trade. And, and everybody kind of took a big step back on Friday and, you know, thought, well, maybe there's some balance that's needed here. Maybe some of these uh, pandemic stocks still have some value to them. Let's take some calls now for Walt Secure at 330-673-1234. Good morning. You're on WNIR. Good morning. Um, I was uh, inquiring about uh, a company called AGNC Investment Corp. Uh, I'd like to get your feeling on that one. Yeah, AGNC. Uh, stock tickers, AGNC. AGNC. Yeah, just, uh, again, I've seen it go through my screens. Uh, residential mortgage pass-through securities, collateralized mortgage, mortgage obligations. So looks like they're dealing in that mortgage space. Um, you know, for me, just looking at it from a fundamental perspective, uh, 
revenues the last four quarters have not been promising. Um, you know, they rocked 67% uh, last last quarter, one down 142% the quarter before. Um, you know, there is profitability for analysts looking forward. They see a return to profitability. Um, so again, I think in, in a competitive space, I think a lot of it's probably going to have to do with uh, interest rates and where interest rates move will probably determine a lot of where the stock moves uh, looking out over the next year. Gotcha. Now, if I'm also uh, throwing uh, money at a, a total bond market index fund. Mm-hmm. How would that react if interest rates go up? Would, it, would the price of that go down or... Yeah. Well, yeah. Tip, you know, and again, I don't know the specific fund. I would really have to look at it. Uh, you know, we don't do a lot with funds here, but in general, you know, in, in just conceptual perspectives, when a um, yeah. when interest rates go up, bond prices tend to you know go down, and when interest rates go down, bond prices tend to go up. So, uh, you know, you got to watch the duration, the length, of maturity of bonds mm-hmm. that are in those funds, because if you have a very long fund, they can be very volatile. Uh, people a lot of times don't understand the risk that they're taking in bond funds. So, uh, you know, just make sure you understand, uh, you know, the risk and return potential uh, at this point in the cycle. Gotcha. Very good. Uh, Thanks for taking my phone call. Thanks for calling. Thank you for calling 330-673-1234 to talk with Walt Sakira of the AKW Group here in Akron. Now, your portfolios, I'm not asking you to give away any, any trade secrets, but uh, anything you've been doing in those portfolios, any updates or, or changes that you recently made, uh, once again, focusing them on on what's happening in the market right now? Yeah, Bob, we have. You know, I mean, we've gotten very focused. Um, You know, I think the core equity portfolio, as we said last year, all last year, we talked on this show. Again, we're very transparent here. You know, we we give a lot of a lot of our trade secrets away here, Bob. We got we hold a few back, but we're down to 22 holdings in that portfolio, um, owning our best ideas. I mean, that portfolio has been as high as 30 holdings. Uh, In the small mid cap portfolio, we did raise some cash uh, over the past two weeks. We're at about 15% cash position. And uh, we wanted to have some cash available for some sell-off. And uh, so we're looking at some of the bargains that came up on Friday. Uh, we're using our old strategy. You know, we're selling those yellow dresses, those the stocks that have been underperforming. And, you know, the market's telling us maybe we shouldn't be in them in the next 12 to 18 months. And we've been buying a lot of those red dresses, you know, the things that have been going up. Uh, we reduced our holdings in that portfolio as well. We're down to 26 from 33. So we've reduced seven holdings in there. Uh, we have put a few new names in. One of them I'll give you, Bob, is Floor and Decor. Um, they're a very interesting retailer where in their they're not in many locations. Uh, there's a couple here in Ohio. I think Cincinnati might be the closest. Uh, there's only 133 locations, but uh, you know they have a very large stores, 60 to 100,000 square foot stores, where uh, really you know tile, you know, you know when you look at the um, tile, stone, wood, laminate, vinyl, uh, different type of decoratives. Uh, they've taken the small aisles inside of a Home Depot and Lowe's and kind of expanded them into an entire store with more. Selection. So, a lot of times when people are picking tile or backsplash, or you know, they want to see it, and uh, these stores give the ability to go in and actually have so much more selection to them. So, uh, kind of a fascinating retailer. Again, really strong earnings. Um, and, and one that we did add in that small mid-cap portfolio. And then in the Empowering Women portfolio, our diversity portfolio, we're down to 24 holdings. Uh, one of the recent stocks that we added is Tapestry. 
um, and that might be familiar to some. Uh, Tapestry is a, a high-end retailer. Um, they own Kate Spade. Uh, Coach is probably a name that a lot of uh, women listeners out there probably recognize, and Stuart Weitzman. Um, so again, this is they own about 1,400 uh, operated stores. Um, they also sell through e-commerce, uh, kind of a high-end retailer, and uh, one that we think has some recovery potential as we look over the next three to five years. Let's take some more calls now for Walt Secura. You're on WNIR. Go in, please. Morning. Uh, how about that Smuckers? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> up, up, ten, up 10 points in the last 10 days. There you go. There you yeah, go. Uh, us us uh, scaredy cats love those down days. Well, <laughs> yeah, flight, to flight to safety, Ken. Flight to there safety. You go. <laughs> yeah, I wondered, uh, everybody in the last five years is always saying, uh, where do you put your uh, emergency cash? Like uh, you used to put it in the bank and now you get zero almost. And uh, I found Discover Bank. The symbol DSF, Discover, like the Discover card. Mm-hmm. They have a bank in Salt Lake City, and they they pay a little under a half a percent. Where where, do, where is everybody putting their emergency funds? Uh, you know, everybody says to have an emergency fund for so many months or years. And uh, what about Verizon? I was thinking it's so low now, it pays five percent. Would that almost be considered a a safe bet nowadays? Well, I, I think when you put it in stocks, you're still taking a little bit of risk. But uh, that's a, that's a, a problem we're struggling in, in here across the board, Ken. We have some pretty large cash positions for our clients that you know need to stay liquid and uh, you know, sometimes you just got to accept a lower interest rate if it's safe money. But, yeah, I mean, I like your thinking. I think if you can take the risk, you know, some of these high-quality dividend-paying stocks that, you know, maybe haven't run up with the market isn't a bad place to park some of that money. But, uh, yeah, you, you got to make that distinction between equity and cash, though. There, There is a distinction there for a lot of people. Have you seen anything about Verizon? Uh, I think they overhyped this 5G thing. But uh, what... what... Why is it making new lows? Have you seen anything come across any of your sources about Verizon? Why it's low? Or are they just selling and putting it in Bitcoin? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think they had a good quarter. I mean, relatively for this kind of company, they were up four percent in revenue, thirteen percent in earnings. I mean, uh, I think you know they're they're definitely kind of that utility company in some ways. People are going to keep their phone and pay their phone bill probably before a lot of other bills. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the stock just has been out of favor. I think a lot of it was the 5G build-out and uh, the lack of adoption. I know that AT&T and Verizon are both pushing really hard on those 5G um, service plans right now, uh, trying to, you know, give phones at discounts to get people onto the 5G networks, which they spent a lot of money building out. So gets good observation. But, uh, no, I haven't seen anything that would uh, worry me about Verizon. It's just stock that's been out of favor for some time. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, thank you. Have a good week. And thank you for calling. Oh, bye-bye. 330-673-1234. We are talking to Walt Secura of the AKW Group here in Akron and also in Washington, Pennsylvania. Uh, winners and losers in the retail stocks. They uh, reported, continued to report last week. One of them was Dick's Sporting Goods. Now, they had strong results for the quarter, but their stock uh, fell down 7% for the week. Now, what are your thoughts about Dick's Sporting Goods? That's strong specialty retailer, Bob. I mean, they, they've done a good job coming through the pandemic. You know, um, I was just at my grandson's soccer game last night, and I saw a 
yeah, you know that's and uh, I and CIS over there in Hudson filled with uh, soccer players. So I, I think sports are back. I mean, if you watch the Ohio State uh, Michigan game, a hundred thousand fans in that stadium. I mean, it seems sports are up and running. Uh, so I think Dick Sporting Goods is a good retailer, and again, put up some really strong results. Uh, stock selling off might be a little bit of a buy point here. Now, Best Buy reported uh, better than expected results, but they were also very cautious about their outlook for this holiday. They did, and I think a lot of it has to do with supply chain, Bob. Um, I think they're just worried about being able to fulfill all the demand that's out there. Now, in youth apparel, youth apparel retailers, Urban Outfitters, Abercrombie & Fitch, American Eagle, all showed strong results. What about these companies? They've all, yeah, they all did, Bob. Urban Outfitters up up 17% in revenue and 14% in earnings. Abercrombie & Fitch up 10% in revenue, 13% in earnings. American Eagle up 24% in revenue, 117% in earnings. Uh, you know, uh, seems like yeah, kids need some new clothes and they want to be fashionable again. Maybe they're out there dating and seeing each other face to face, getting off the phones. Um, so again, there is a cycle to these types of investments, and uh, you know, we we saw you know again a real sell off. I think I think these are the type of apparel uh, retailers that the kids have to be in the stores to see the stuff to buy it. Uh, a little different than um, you know other type of retailers that purchases that can be made online. So I think that return to the malls and return to some of this uh, you know shopping areas has uh, helped some of these retailers uh, show some strong results. Our good buddy Ken, he just called a little while ago. He uh, joked a couple of weeks ago that Dollar Tree should rename itself Dollar and a Half Tree. Well, ironically, Dollar Tree did announce last week they're rolling out higher prices, a dollar twenty-five at its namesake stores. Does that mean the Dollar Tree is going to go the way of the dime store? <laughs> yeah. Well, they have, yeah, it's, it's said that way. They have not changed the name of the company to $1.25 yet, but, uh, yeah, they did announce that all items, uh, the base level will be $1.25. So definitely we're, we're showing that impact of inflation. Uh, and Ken was uh, a little bit of a profit there talking about that a few weeks ago. Another favorite stock of his, Deer. John Deere Company, they uh, certainly uh, showed a growing income with selling uh, tractors to farmers, uh, new equipment. Uh, uh, Now, currently you don't own any Deere stock, but I've always said they've been looking at it for your core equity portfolio. So about Deere's last week's report, do you think you might add it soon? Yeah, we we like Deere, Bob. If I could slide it in there, I'm always looking for that opportunity. The stock's... uh you know, it's sat in, in a pretty tight range here, you know, most of the year. Um, and, uh, you know, again, a little bit of sell-off there at the end of the week, which is helpful. But you're right. I mean, just uh, really a lot of strong metrics and uh, momentum in the stock. Uh, people got to eat. And, and deer is definitely running, uh, you know, greener and uh, helping a lot of farmers out there boost demand uh, you know, for the boosted demand with the new farm equipment. Because a reminder that the AKW Group is affiliated with the Robert W. Baird Company. That means they provide all kinds of other services rather than just investing people's money, including portfolio reviews. As we said earlier, this is the end of the year. People are reviewing their portfolios. In fact, uh, at AKW Group, you offer a free service for those interested in a portfolio review. Tell us about, about that free service and that free review. Yeah, Bob, we, uh, we offer a free portfolio review. It's pretty intensive. Um, you know, we, we say that, you know, we'd like to see somebody have $250,000 in investable assets. And uh, if they provide us the statements, we'll, we'll do a complete, 
you know, asset allocation review, diversification review, holdings review, strategy review, tactical review, and, you know, diagnose everything we possibly can, show them what they're doing well and where they might be able to improve. Um, it's, a, it's a very detailed uh, analysis, and I, I have my hands on it personally. It's not something we just uh, shove in a computer and print out. It, it's, it's pretty time-intensive, but uh, for the people out there that would like to take advantage of it, just give us a call here at the office, talk to Abby or Kevin, um, and we'd be happy to uh, do that portfolio review for you and uh, maybe sit down and talk about what you're doing. And again, you can call them at 234-466-7476 here in Akron, 234-466-7476. And as uh, Walt said, talk to Abby and talk about that free portfolio review. Now, if somebody has a lot of their portfolio in mutual funds, is that going to uh, disqualify them from the kind of review you're talking about? No, we can still do the review. Now that we we do have some pretty sophisticated software that helps us break that uh, those mutual funds down and uh, you know look, look at what's actually underlying inside of there. So uh, again, it's we we find it fascinating. A lot of people do not know what they own and they don't know why they own it. And this is a good time to figure all that out. So give us a call again two three four four six six seven four seven six to talk to the AKW group here in Akron. Dr. Walt secure about that free portfolio review. Pretty good idea. Well, after this uh, really interesting holiday shortened week, we get back to the uh, full work week on Monday, and a lot of people are concerned about what might happen. What do you see happening next week, and what are you going to look for? Well, Bob, we're going to come in Monday and see how this market reacts. And again, there's a lot of economic data, still some earnings reports that we'll pay attention to. And uh, we're in here working hard every week. Once again, Walt Secure in the AKW Group in Akron, 234-466-7476 in Washington, Pennsylvania. Call Sue Marshall at 412-480-5090. Tell them you heard him on WNIR, Kent Akron. Walt Secure, I'll talk to you again next Sunday. Thanks, Bob. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. AGNC Investment Corporation, symbol AGNC. Amazon.com, symbol AMZN. American Eagle Outfitters, symbol AEO. Abercrombie & Fitch Company, symbol ANF. AT&T Inc., symbol T. Best Buy, symbol BBY. BioNTech, symbol BNTX. Carnival Cruise Line, symbol CCL. Deering Company, symbol DE. Dick Sporting Goods, Inc., symbol DKS. Discover Financial Services, symbol DFS. DocuSign, Inc., symbol DOCU. Dollar Tree Stores, Inc., symbol DLTR. Etsy, Inc., symbol ETSY. Floor and Decor Holdings, Inc., symbol FND. MasterCard Incorporated, symbol MA. Moderna, Inc., symbol MRNA. Netflix, Inc., symbol NFLX. Pfizer, Inc., symbol PFE. Peloton Interactive, Inc., symbol PTON. Royal Caribbean Cruises, symbol RCL. Smuckers Company, symbol SJM. Tapestry, Inc., symbol TPR. Teladoc Health, Inc., symbol TDOC. Urban Outfitters, Inc., symbol URBN. Verizon Communications, Inc., symbol VZ. And Zoom Video Communications, Inc., symbol ZM. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from Peloton Interactive, symbol PTON, and AT&T Inc., symbol T, in the past 12 months. Also, 
Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have been compensated by Deer and Company, symbol DE, for non-investment banking securities related to services in the past 12 months. Investors should consider the investment objectives, risks, changes, and expenses of each fund carefully before investing. This and other information is found in the prospectus and summary prospectus. For a prospectus or summary prospectus, contact Baird directly at 866-422-2473. Please read the prospectus or summary prospectus carefully before investing.